0: This podcast is supported by Patreon.
1: You can show your support on patreon.com slash toadsanime and get four early episodes a month for just a few bucks. Plus, it helps Ryan buy Digimon toys. Alternatively, spend it on something more important. Hello and welcome to the Toad on Games podcast, a weekly podcast featuring guests from the video game industry. Lots of nice variety. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes before, why not do that after this or before? But probably makes sense to do it afterwards. Uh, with me today, I have Ren from Witch Bean Games. Do you want to say hello and a bit about what you do?
0: Hello, uh, I'm Ren. I do art and design on a game called Unpacking.
1: Awesome. And am I right? Are you the creative lead on that game? Is that correct? Uh, yes, I am. Amazing. Cool. Um, yeah, I think we were saying a bit before we started doing the podcast, but it's uh, like it's really cool Zen game. We'll go into a bit in a, in a moment in the podcast. But it popped up on my timeline on Twitter about a week ago. And it looked amazing, like it looked exactly like my kind of thing, and I ended up sharing it, and a bunch of other people did too. And then days later, there was like a call-out for um, guests for this. And and you replied, and I was like, amazing, perfect. Like, I'd literally just seen this game. Um, so that was amazing timing. looks awesome.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> uh, a friend tagged me in, in your post, and I was like, sure, why not? Um, and yeah, our game was just on, um, well, it was part of PAX Online.
1: Yeah, I am literally still going through all of the uh, responses to that. <laughs> like, I, I have some DMs still from people that I haven't managed to respond to. But, uh,
0: yeah, you got a big response.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was wonderful to see. Like, I, I guess it was like people, um, like Chris Wolf and SMG Studio, just tagged in a bunch of, of folk, which was was wonderful. Um, yeah, some exciting stuff for the future, I suppose, which is great. Um, I guess before we should go any further and I'm I'm not sure that you were personally I might be wrong I'm not sure you were personally involved in the project before we go any further I should say that I work at Super Rare Games we published the physical version of uh, a witch bean game which is a sort android cactus so I guess there you go disclosure bit done we did that (laughs) Um, did you did you join the company after that game came out or were you involved in that at all
0: I did, so I I had nothing to do with uh, Sol Andrew Cactus, which uh, is a shame because it's a very very cool game. But that does mean that I can gush about it and like it's not conceited because I didn't work on it.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's what I love. You can you can you can love all the previous stuff and not feel like it's a bit odd because you weren't involved. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, great. Um, but yeah, obviously, Super8 Games published that, so we, we have some issue with, with with which being there as well. Um, I guess we should kind of like go into a little bit about what unpacking is on the face of it. So I, I guess, do, do you want to perhaps describe in in, in, in a short way what unpacking is?
0: Uh, sure, I can give you like the elevator pitch. So Unpacking <laughs> is <laughs> unpacking is a Zen puzzle game about taking things out of boxes and finding places for them to go. It's also a game about uh, following a character through the different moves in her life from childhood into adulthood and learning about her through the items that she owns, what she keeps and what she leaves behind.
1: Awesome. And yeah, if people haven't seen the trailer for it yet, like go and watch it. It's one of those games... Which I imagine for, for you is is a little bit difficult to just explain in an ele- p- elevated pitch kind of style because it is so different.
0: So you'd actually be surprised. Like, because it's so straightforward, like, um, it's, you know, unpacking. Everyone has unpacked before, everyone kind of has mm-hmm. an expectation. I guess normally, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll add this part. Um, but normally, I, I add this bit where, I say you start with a room um, with boxes in it and pretty much nothing else. And you have to take things out of the boxes and, like, arrange them. So that's, like, the just the visual bit that you don't get to see if I'm just describing it, um, mm. like, here. Uh, but generally, people, you know, they, they understand it pretty quickly. They know what to expect when uh, someone says you need to unpack stuff after a move. So it is mm-hmm. it is fairly easy to explain, but um, I think a lot of people get different ideas of uh, what a game about unpacking would be like. Mm. So I, I always like to add the bit about the, you know, following a character through the different moves in her life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess everyone kind of approaches that with different expectations because it is such a relatable kind of um, thing to be doing. Um, yeah.
0: And it's like, it's... A something that I don't know it's like fairly novel for games like not there's not a lot of unpacking games so Mm -hmm. uh, not a lot has been done before in this sort of space so people go oh uh, what if you you know did um, a bunch of like different rooms of different people, or like different rooms around the world, or any any other sort of suggestion. Or what if it was like timed, and you could compare with other players? Like what kind of uh, uh, how you unpacked your room, and like uh, see how what percentage of people left uh, the sponge in the sink or whatever, you know? <laughs> and it's like there's there's a lot of really fun ideas that you can uh, you can have for for this. Uh, for a game about unpacking, um, surprisingly. But uh, mm. the the one we went with is kind of like, it's a Zen game. There's no timers, no scores. It You're mm. just arranging things. Um, there is, like... Uh, so there is uh, this thing where, like, you, you do need to put everything away properly. Like, you can't just leave everything on the floor or, you know, put things in inappropriate places. So it's not completely like a... Uh, just a decorating sim, but uh, mm-hmm. also a puzzle. But it's an easy puzzle. It's mainly about like getting you in the zone and just like uh, relaxing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and uh, again, it's such a strange medium to be talking about a game, I suppose, over over podcast. But people should go watch the trailer. Like if you watch the trailer, I feel that you kind of do understand the game pretty easily. Um, I guess this is a terrible comparison. You'll have to excuse me, but I guess it's a bit like with untitled goose game like it's such a novel idea that you watch it and you go i, I get it i get it i like it and that's <laughs> the kind of reaction i'm seeing a lot of people have on twitter like they see the trailer immediately understand uh the kind of experience they're in for and are either interested or not um
0: that's interesting that you make that comparison because uh like kotaku did an article about our trailer and also compared it to the Goose Game trailer, and I was like, "Whoa, that's that's high praise." That trailer was like <laughs> top tier, so that was that was very nice to hear.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I almost feel obviously like gameplay wise, it's so different. Yeah, but it is like, the, so it seems it's a bit like calling something a Souls like game. It's be like, oh, this is a bit like Dark Souls when it isn't. But mm-hmm. it, but I mean, in in the form of it being like a, a really novel, like unique idea that, frankly, we haven't seen before. That you watch the trailer for it and you completely get it. Like Untitled Goose Game, you you saw like a thirty minute, uh, a thirty second trailer. Bam, you get the game. And when the game came out, it was exactly what everyone thought and hoped it would be. And yeah. like, I, I definitely get that impression.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That's that's a good uh, comparison. Yeah,
1: and um, it definitely has sort of mass appeal. Like there are there are a lot of because it seems like such a strange idea that perhaps not everyone would would grab onto, but. Um, I mean, so many people ended up sharing it. Just, just when I tweeted, loads of people were like, "Oh, everyone, everyone likes the idea of it. They watched it. It looks really zen, and everyone can relate to it. So it does have like that kind of mass appeal, I suppose."
0: Yeah, that that really surprised us. Like, um, so this mm. game started as a little side project between me and my partner. Um, before it was a Witchbeam game, it was like me and Tim just, uh, you know, m- making our own little thing on the side. And uh, we thought we were making a very niche game. But um, back in August, uh, two years ago, we posted our first um, GIF on the Unpacking account and it went viral. So we were like, all right, mm-hmm. maybe not so niche then.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's so relatable. Everyone, everyone can pack and unpack things. And though this is like a very unique game and, and, and a really cool idea. Um, you have seen like little snippets of it in other games and people enjoy that like even things at like animal crossing with the decorating and and you know i guess the sims and that sort of thing so it's definitely, it's yeah. definitely into something
0: yeah definitely so like uh i i think like when we were pitching this game and stuff the inspirations we were talking about for the game was like um yeah, definitely the Sims, um, and then the new Animal Crossing came out, and like the sort of decoration mode that it's got in there um, mm. for for your little house is like that. That's definitely in line with the experience we want as well. Um, but also, uh, uh, you know, the mobile game Florence. Yeah. 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 So, like Florence, it, it even has like a uh, a little moving stage. So that was mm-hmm. like. Um, I mean, Florence was inspiring to us and like we wanted to tell the story of uh, like a, a female character going through a certain portion of her life. So there's mm-hmm. that. Um, and then, yeah, that like little moving stage, uh, it's, it plays very differently than unpacking, but it's like, I think you can see the, the seeds there. Um, And then there's also uh, another influence was Gone Home. So, like, Mm -hmm. Gone Home does uh, all of its storytelling, uh, well, most of its storytelling with environmental storytelling. And um, I really, I I love Gone Home and I really wanted to do something like that with unpacking, just kind of, like, tell a story through just, like, things lying around a house. Um, Except, like, Gone Home has a lot more fidelity to work with. Like, they can have you know, an entire um, like journals, notes, uh, and they have audio logs so that they can uh, tell the story through. And we've got like this really lo-fi sort of pixel art to work with, so uh, it's it's quite different. And our story has to be a lot um, more minimalist. But it's uh, yeah, it's like all these these different things that I like tie into my game. <laughs> <laughs> Which is,
1: it's so great when that's, I think that's what people like about novel games and, and and indie games in general is that it's so much more personal. Like you can, you're personally able to just draw from your own inspirations and the things you like and just kind of makes a, a, a cool, unique experience out of them.
0: Yeah. Oh, one more um, influence that we've had that, um, well, something that, that I uh, was thinking about when, when I was thinking of the story for unpacking was... Um, Do you know um, the musician Amanda Palmer? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got a song called uh, The Bed Song. And it's this song that tells um, the story of, like, the life of this couple from the start of their relationship to uh, the end of it. Only through these little snapshots of every bed that they've had. (laughs) Yeah, and I thought that was very clever and very touching and, like something very relatable so I wanted to do that except with moves
1: yeah yeah I like that yeah it's so it's so it's always so interesting hearing what the inspirations are behind behind people's games and stuff obviously not that I've played unpacking yet but it's always it's always interesting to hear that um and even just from the from the from the trailers and stuff you can see some of those inspirations um that makes total sense oh
0: wait so you haven't played it yet I haven't played it yet Oh no, the demo—the demo just went offline. Like today. Oh no! Ah, uh, that's alright. I'll—I'll send you the um, the—the the one we send to press. That one's available here. Press. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be really great. Um, because it looks like it's also the kind of game that just—just uh, just from seeing trailers and stuff—is such a nice thing to play in between games. And that's why I—I I always have like I'll only play a few big games during the year and then i'll try and splice in between like little experiences like this mm-hmm. and it looks ideal ideal for that like because i'm going through the, the mario collection at the moment i'm sure i'll be absolutely sick of 3d platformers by the end of the oh
0: world. i'm i'm doing the same thing actually i'm playing um, mario 64 right now yeah that's yeah i started the same yesterday and um, <laughs> i'm already like 80 stars in because I, I love oh, this gosh. game
1: <laughs> i'm gonna t- <laughs> yeah, I'm not that far yet. I, I'm I, I never grew up with 64, so I'm just like oh. it's just for me. Like I'm trying to get through it. I'm enjoying it, but I'm trying to get through it so I can play Sunshine and Galaxy, um, uh-huh. and then just before that, I've finished The Blob. So after these four games, I'm going to be like done with 3D platformers. for a bit I want something <laughs> a little bit different, um, which this is obviously perfect for. <laughs> yeah, um, but I guess I guess we kind of covered it a little. But where where did the did the where did the idea for this actually come from? Because it's always so interesting seeing really unique ideas like this. And I guess we sort of discussed your inspirations for it, but was there a moment where you kind of thought, oh, this would make a really interesting idea? Or was it looking through Florence?
0: Oh, no, this was, there was a very like, um, very much like an aha moment with unpacking. It's actually got like a pretty cute origin story, I guess. So my partner, Tim, was moving in with me um two and a half years ago and uh we were unpacking his things and uh something about it felt really game-like like you take things out of uh one box and the box once you empty the box um you unlock the box underneath and you're completing sets of items like oh here's all my crockery and here's all my figurines and like we didn't we didn't label any of the boxes because like this is a very small apartment you don't need to like uh, you know organize things by room too much because like the next room is is just really close by um, so it was all just like this this giant pile of unlabeled boxes in our living room that we're going through and uh, yeah it was uh, like surprisingly fun like you know rediscovering like for Tim rediscovering his own items and for me kind of seeing them uh a second time like in a new context as well um and uh just kind of organizing them in a new space and kind of claiming that space as your own and making it your home there's something um really nice and special about that and then it's also like games in general are very much about uh creating uh order out of chaos i mean not all of them but a lot of them Mm like something is in some kind of chaotic state and you create order. So uh, unpacking just felt kind of suitable. So I mentioned this to Tim. And uh, Tim's always like coming up with game ideas. He's super creative. And I'm kind of like, I'm less of a designer. I'm more an artist. Um, Mm -hmm. And I tend to be pretty shy about voicing my ideas. But Tim was really encouraging. So we just Mm -hmm. kept talking about it he'd bring it up every so often like so that unpacking game and we'd keep like workshopping this idea until eventually i was like hey so i had this idea for giving it a story like having it follow a character through the moves in our life and uh i don't know if it's if it's a good idea or not he's like oh no no, that sounds great let's let's go through this and pretty much then and there we we had um seven of our eight stages that we have in the game it was like oh decided on that long ago.
1: Oh wow, okay. That's amazing. Yeah. It's always so nice to hear <laughs> when there is like a like a there is a sort of Eureka moment. Um that's always really sweet and cute to to, to hear. Obviously sometimes it's just like, no, we just, you know, it's inspired by this and this and kinda of came <laughs> together. But it's so it's it's so great there is actually a literal starting point. I love that.
0: Yeah. I mean there there have been like a lot of ideas that that have come together since then, um, and a lot of things that like the game has shifted in direction a little bit but for the most part Mm -hmm. it is very much what we came up with um like two and a half years ago and it's it's just nice to 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 feel like yeah the ideas kind of always worked yeah yeah it
1: kind of um for me it's interesting that you kind of bring up that you are playing sort of mario and 3d platforms and stuff because obviously there's you touch upon a point there where it's really there's like something for a lot of people that kind of clicks when they're completing sets of even just unpacking in real life like oh all that cutlery done that's the cutlery mm-hmm. done and it's like for me it's always it's always like it's almost like for 3D platforms where you're collecting stuff and it's just like it's like almost going through a tick list in your head
0: oh absolutely yeah totally yeah i i love checklists honestly um and yeah. i like organizing things and i like i like making things and uh, making a space nice um but yeah something like mario and that you've got like you collect stars you collect coins um in mario specifically you don't collect trophies but in a lot of things you do um Mm -hmm. yeah you're just kind of like often in a platformer you're you're like doing all of these quests and stuff because like something is wrong and you're fixing it right like you're mm-hmm. doing a quest for someone and it's because like they need something and you you do it and it's a sort of like you're you're making things right and unpacking is kind of like that like the experience of of unpacking things
1: yeah yeah it makes sense i mean the, the way i've always seen it it's uh, i've always wondered because there's something i i, I don't know about you but that plays a, a part in my real life and in um video games so I love video games where I collect things I love lists and oh I've got 120 out of 120 stars and that sort of thing and then in real life I will collect things I will collect like physical games and I like d- doing exactly what you've described where I'm like oh bam cutlery that's all sorted and this is done and this is done and, and sort of and that plays a part in my work life It plays a part in my personal life I have like lists and I I hate I get overwhelmed. I feel like there's lots of stuff stacking up, even if they're not big things, just because I need to sort of get through things. And I feel like maybe, maybe if I was a caveman, I'd be the one collecting all the berries and counting all the berries <laughs> or something. There must be, there must be something there for why that works for certain people.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know why it is that we, we just love um, collecting stuff and I don't know, making order, but I yeah. think it's a very, very human need.
1: Yeah. And that's why I like that unpacking. You say doesn't have like a time, a time limit or anything, because that would stress me out. <laughs> um,
0: that yeah, would stress me out that yeah, end. we definitely didn't want to have timers. Um, that's that was a very early decision. It was like, okay, when do you finish the level? Um, and like, what's the challenge here? Um, do you have a time limit? And we're like, no, no, no time limit. You just hmm. this is this is your space, and you get to enjoy it. So the time limit would like. Um, do the opposite of that,
1: yeah, yeah, it would make it like not very zen, I suppose, whereas yeah, the, the, you know, I feel like it would be such a chill game for me to play and very relaxing and I can just sort of do it at my own pace and not have to worry. um I mean, I find personally that if if it using like how long to beat dot com or something like that, if I'm about to play a game and on there it says the average player has finished this game in forty hours, I'm like, okay, it's gonna take me sixty hours. Like, I just know it's going to take me longer (laughs) because I will just search around and I will, like, take my time and not want to rush through it.
0: I'm exactly like that. Yes. Hmm. I remember the first time I played Portal, it took me, like, oh, my God, uh, something like over six hours. And I think the average playthrough is, like, what, like two and a half, three hours. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm really (laughs) slow at this.
1: Yeah. But I'm exactly the same. I'm always like I'm always like significantly above what the average playtime is, and it's not because I'm like dying repeatedly or failing missions or anything. It is just because I'm taking a lot more time to just do things. Like even if I don't know what there's something in my head. Like even if I know that there's nothing there, I have to explore it anyway.
0: <laughs> I get that.
1: Just a complete map or something.
0: Yeah, although I have to say that probably I took a long time to beat Portal, partly because I was really bad at, at shooters. Oh. Um and at the <laughs> bit where you're finding fighting the turrets, like I uh I was very bad at that part. Oh dear. <laughs> but no, generally, yeah, it's because I explore um things a lot in, in like other games. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For me it's like things like uh if there's a game with a minimap and the minimap fills out as you're going along, I have to fill that oh, whole game mini a minimap.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Which is um, frustrating. I mean, some it's it's strange because there's some games, especially this year, I'm trying to focus a lot more on just getting games finished, like just getting through some of my backlog and finishing a lot of stuff. And there are some titles that are so huge that I'm just like, I'm not going to 100% this because it's going to take me so long. Mm. I'm going to have to replay the game three times. I don't want to have to do that. But even yeah. then, I will still really spend a long time just trying to get what I can anyway, even knowing I'm not going to 100% it. Um so there's something in me that just feels <laughs> the need to do
0: this stuff. Yeah, you're um, a completionist and I, I can relate completely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess so, but but in my own way. Like I'm not overly concerned about gaining a platinum. I'm not overly concerned about saying a hundred percent all the time. It's just like oh, yeah. I sort of have my own criteria for what I regard as like I've completed that. I've got all this and Yeah. Weird I don't know who I'm not trying to I don't know who I've got to prove that to, but it's just sort of like a yeah um but i feel like unpacking what kind of would kind of tick a lot of those boxes for me like i feel like but on, uh, on a lot more chill um less pressure level um which is wonderful
0: i hope so i'd be i'd be keen to hear what you think once you play
1: yeah yeah absolutely i need a I need to get on that demo now that's what i need <laughs> um i'm so inattentive that I, I didn't even realize that i missed that that's awful no it's um, all good 'll uh, I'll sort you out. <laughs> was it just a press demo? was it like a public thing? That, that, oh, it was
0: that a public did? thing. So it was part of uh, the Pax online indie showcase. So oh. we were we were selected along with 19 other games to uh, have our games there and we um, were given the option to include a demo. Um so we did. Is, oh, so wonderful. it was a Pax exclusive demo. So like now that Pax has ended, uh, the demo' is not up anymore.
1: I see. I see. Um, and was that through was that via Steam or was it just like you just sent the, the demo via itch or something?
0: Oh, it was via Steam. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Um, so I guess you've been getting player feedback now. I guess you you've been hearing people that have actually got their hands on the game.
0: Yeah, that's been really interesting. So, like up until now, we had only ever showed the game at uh, like conventions and and the like. Um, we've mm-hmm. never had a demo up online before, and just you know the the game is out there without us to tell people oh um you click this button to rotate or like uh have you thought about trying this you know to (laughs) like we don't ship with the game and Mm -hmm. uh this is the first time that that we have to actually deal with that and there was always this fear that like what if people um are just nice at conventions and like you know they like our game because they came there to uh you know play indie games and like meet developers and they're like of course they're going to be nice and not mean what if we put it online and people hate it (laughs) but uh we've had just like an overwhelmingly positive response and it's it's been so nice just so nice
1: oh that's wonderful that's great to hear so has is any of that feedback like helped you realize oh this people aren't playing this how we thought or doing this how we thought or is it just all great like you judged it brilliantly
0: um i think that in general it's it's been like yeah how just how we expect it um Mm -hmm. i think there were a couple things that we that we fixed but they were mainly like really small um yeah and and some things uh were things that we had been kind of meaning to to fix anyway like we had this thing where the star um at the end of the level you get a little star that pops up and uh what used to happen was um if you um, move an item, so, so once all the items are in the right spots, you get the star, and if you move an item out of place, the star goes away, and then if you put the item back somewhere proper, the star comes back. And uh, some people, like at the end of the level, a lot of people just rearrange their stuff a bunch. Um, and we uh, knew this, was hap- th- this would happen, but we just hadn't had the chance to fix up our star's sound effect to accommodate this so like every time someone would move an item the star would be like and (laughs) and they'd just be like doing that spamming that noise over and over and we're like oh no so like it was particularly noticeable watching people play it you know on their own computers where they they feel because we watched a bunch of streams um and so when people are playing this uh, at home they they feel a lot more inclined to just continue to rearrange items and when the noise keeps popping up it's like really annoying so we fixed that sometime <laughs> in the middle of the of the week and uh, there were just like other things like certain items not being allowed in certain places we were like oh whoops that's our bad and fix that mm-hmm. things like that but overall like people were reacting to the game like like they've been reacting at shows really um, right yeah, it's been good cool
1: I mean that's that's I guess that feedback makes sense like that little thing about how people are gonna rearrange it afterwards because I guess the setting of them being at an event is so different that you know they might feel pressure to, to not stay at <laughs> at your at, at your pod for like three hours yeah around.
0: our demo is quite long like uh, for for a show demo um, like it's it's about half an hour to play through. So you've got this this long line behind you and, you know, you're already taking like 20 minutes to half an hour and you're like, oh, God, so you're you're not going to spend too long. Um, Well, most people wouldn't. Some people did, actually. Some people kept going for ages and were like, (laughs) ah, how about you just put that there and let the next person play?
1: (laughs) But I guess that's really positive, like awkward at the time, because you've got to kind of tell someone to stop playing and go away. But um, really positive that someone's like absolutely glued to it, and you're yeah, having to, you're having to tell them to leave.
0: Yeah, no, I think um, I think I think the the funniest thing we had was like um, uh, the daughter of a friend of Tim's just um a- at one convention just kept coming back to our booth and like you know dragging her dad behind, just, like this <laughs> sweet seven year old girl um played our game uh three times in one day and then came back the next day and played it three times again Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah we were like wow okay cool (laughs) by the end of it she was like uh, "Um, that first level is a bit too easy and we're like yeah you you played it six times (laughs) like it would be (laughs)
1: yeah Bless. but that's so yeah. that's so wonderful <laughs> that must have felt great that someone was coming back and playing it so often um, yeah
0: I, I especially love that you know um anyone from like little kids to uh I don't know like people's elderly parents can can play the game because it's uh it's quite accessible
1: mm. yeah that's 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 exactly it like it's so universal um uh, again, obviously I have not played it, so I don't know control wise or anything, but it's so universal in it's appeal and, and understanding exactly what it is you do, you know pulling down exact boxes, putting it away that it does seem like one of those games that I could show to a quote unquote non gamer and they would be able to get on with it and 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 you know, I always love games like that. I always love games that sort of break that barrier.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been real fun working on a game like that. It just feels um, very rewarding to um, you know like I, I showed this to I, I'm studying Japanese and I, it to, I showed it to my Japanese teacher who like never plays any games and she mm-hmm. got super sucked in and <laughs> I was like oh this is so nice uh, so yeah like my, my parents were able to play it they have like never played a video game I think since uh, I don't know uh, at least uh, 25 years oh wow yeah so I mean, I don't know if they were that into it, but they were able to play it at least so mm.
1: <laughs> which is yeah which is which is huge though like that that's you know for someone that hasn't played games in 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 that long, you know mm. even just the fundamental basics of a game that we take for granted really like the things we wouldn't even think about are completely lost on people like that
0: yeah it's it's such a it is a very simple game, like it's generally you just uh use the mouse and you know. Right click, left click, and that's it. So, um, Amazing. it's it's pretty easy to uh to explain to to
1: someone. I love that. Yeah, I like that. And um, I guess there is kind of this, on a really small scale, uh, there is, and I guess it feeds into what we're saying earlier about the, you know, the strange un, uh, untitled Goose Game comparison. But there is this real hunger for, um. These novel experiences and specifically even kind of zen like games at the moment um so i remember one of my favorite games from last year and i don't know whether you've heard this comparison before uh, again it's not similar that it's similar gameplay wise but one of my favorite games of last year was kind words um the game where you kind of just write letters to people
0: and... oh, i've heard of it but i haven't played it
1: yeah it's it's like it's a strange one because it's not it's so I hate like splitting hairs between what is and isn't a video game, but it I suppose it would be easy to argue that it isn't one, um, because you are basically just getting letters from real people around the world that will write down a concern they're having or something they're anxious about, and then you can reply anonymously. They'll never know. Um, they'll never be able to respond to it or particularly know who who sent it um and that's the game like <laughs> again it's a bit difficult to, to oh, explain wow. but it's so zen and it's got like really really uh, if I, I think it is something you probably would actually really enjoy and it's um and it's amazing that it hasn't really been corrupted or or, or by you know like trolls cause it's so easily corruptible but it hasn't been um mm. and yeah it's just that kind of really zen like experience um i find a lot of people are hungry for at the moment, which is very much Phil's.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think we're living through a really stressful time and we've mm-hmm. already done, you know, stressful games that, that's that been around for, for a long time. And we, I, th- I think a lot of people want something a little different. Um, and they mm-hmm. want something that, that can help them relax because the world is so overwhelming right now. Um, but mm-hmm. in general, I think that um, just indie games are really like good for making um, l- like they're really well positioned for making novel experiences like if you're making an indie game and it's not novel I'm kind of like not sure what you're doing because there's like you can't compete in terms of technology or visuals with AAA all you've got is your um, your mechanics and uh, your execution of that really um and and Mm -hmm. your concept so as as an indie game i think like being unique making something that's that's different is is pretty much the most important thing you can do and then Mm -hmm. i guess the second most important thing is to execute well on that
1: yeah absolutely yeah people are really hungry for that that kind of experience and i guess for me, per- I think I've even mentioned this in several like other podcast episodes. But for me personally, I've been like really into the indie scene for a very, very long time. Like even before the real big boom with like Super Meat Boy and stuff, I was like on TIG Source and, and Game Jolt and Daily Click wow. and and all those kind of little places. And it's just like it's it's been clear to me for an exceptionally long time that the that the creativity on the indie scene is just absolutely spellbinding. Like it's just mad. Like it's it's been doing stuff for years and years and years that AAA has never really done with these novel ideas and really interesting ideas usually without any budget at all and you know there's there's thousands of games on itch.io that have come up with ideas that i've literally never seen before in a video game and um yeah i think people are just clocking onto that a little bit more now um that you know with 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 not necessarily itch, but with console experiences and Steam games, that there are those kind of games there, those really interesting Zen games and those chill games. Uh, As you say, especially this year, especially this year, that's what people are going to be after at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think um, another interesting thing is like... On itch, you've got both commercial games and like art games. Um, and on mm. Steam, it's mostly just like commercial experiences. And I think you know the the art scene of games like gives us a lot of uh, innovation and uh, just a lot of really beautiful things come out of there. And the thing mm. about unpacking is that it's actually it's not an art game, right? Like we are making a commercial product that we hope will sell well, but at the same time we want to keep our artistic integrity and make something that's like beautiful and real and meaningful and i think Mm -hmm. like it's very possible to um to combine these things um without Mm -hmm. like losing the soul of the game or making a commercial flop i think you you can do that but it's just kind of like you you have to have a lot of considerations in there um Mm -hmm. about you know both both of these things
1: yeah yeah i mean it must be difficult because as as you say like the a lot of those experiences I'm, I'm referring to on itch are frankly not going to be commercially viable because they don't have like a, a I suppose a hook that would necessarily drag people in um it's such a tricky balance um obviously you found it obviously you found it like it's an idea that, that clicks with people which is amazing
0: yeah and like this is obviously not to like denigrate art games at all because like they're right. really they can be extremely valuable and like sometimes they end up being commercial anyway, but, like, often that's not that's not even the point, right? Like, they're trying to be something else entirely, and um, a lot of interesting ideas um, end up coming out of there that, like, I think much later make it into more mainstream games.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. But I guess even using Florence, like, Florence is a great example of that, like, the success of... I feel like many, or most people even... Um, that are interested in games have at least heard of Florence. And that's not something yeah. that 10 years ago I would ever have thought would be commercially viable.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's that's definitely a good point. That it's like, what's commercially viable for games now has expanded a lot more with like, you know, the what, what used to be a, a derogatory term, like walking simulator is now an actual genre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's like... There's a lot more things that we accept as games now, and mm. that's wonderful. Like I, I, I really like that.
1: Yeah, totally. We're we're absolutely better for it. I I always appreciate. I mean, per personally, mostly because of time, I suppose. Personally, I don't end up playing that many AAA games. Um, but I think even people that that do are really mixing up the the sort of games they play now. Like I feel people aren't, except from perhaps the people that will play kind of Fortnite or FIFA and much else. That's fine they're always going to be interested in those experiences and that's fine but i feel like the general Mm. consensus among the gaming community is they really are sort of tapping into a lot more variety of games and 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 again i'll use the example again something like untitled goose game becoming like this viral hit sort of does open the door for everyone else because people are more open to to sort of new ideas and a lot of you know I, i feel that it's 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 getting better Yeah,
0: oh man, I saw this uh, tweet a little while ago by someone who is like not a gamer or a game dev or like someone who normally doesn't play games and they posted that they wanted a game where they could just like walk around and they don't want to shoot anything and they don't want to have to like kill anything. They they just want to walk around and explore. And uh, are there games like this? And, and people, they were like, uh, I, I don't know. I think they were like maybe a TV writer or something. I'm not sure. And uh, people just gave them all these suggestions and uh, they were so happy. And they, were, they, they played um, a short hike. They played a short hike. Right. And loved it. Yeah. And it's like, that's so great that like this, this small indie game can uh, just reach someone who normally doesn't play games. And open the door to them to be like oh there are more games like this there are games that are for me
1: yeah it's great it's it's wonderful and um yeah it brings new people in and the current people are kind of ex- expanding on on the kind of experiences they're in taking and that's that's wonderful like this is uh, again we've said it a few times but like unpacking does seem like it has just universal appeal like it's it's easy to understand like it's an experience that that people have for the most part that everyone has kind of had um obviously i don't know too much about how the narrative will go yet but there's that as well which is really, really exciting and, and seeing how that plays out um so yeah just i i personally like this is right genuinely like up there as like one of my most anticipated games um oh, i'm really, so really really looking forward to this <laughs> no worries um i guess i guess this is a good chance to sort of start wrapping up um so when does unpacking actually launch i guess sometime in 2021
0: yeah, sometime in 2021 is right. We uh, don't have a release date yet, but um, we're pretty sure we're good for next year.
1: Cool. Makes sense. That would definitely be one of my anticipated games for next year. Um, and do you want to let people know where they can find you personally or where they can find the project on online and all that good stuff?
0: Sure. So they can find uh, Unpacking Online at uh, unpackinggame.com and on Twitter at uh, Unpacking a Life. Uh, and you can find me at uh, Renegadey. So that's like uh, W-R-E-N-E-G-A-D-E-Y. That's that's Renegadey uh, on Twitter.
1: Amazing. And uh, for people listening, that will be in the description anyway. So feel free to look and click and and if this this if this game is new to you please do go check it out it's something i feel that you need to watch the trailer for um and then you'll fully understand what it is and and its appeal um, do go do that if you haven't already and yeah as i said really looking forward to this game uh, thank you so so much for coming on and and talking about it um genuinely genuinely really excited about your game
0: thanks so much i i hope it will live up to the hype now i am uh nervous <laughs> <Uh-oh>.
1: <laughs> i'm sure it will it looks it looks it looks wonderful um, cool, right. thank you very much for talking and we will catch everyone next time Goodbye, see ya Thank you so much for listening to the Toad On Games podcast, I hope you enjoyed this episode, of course there is one episode out every single week, so that's four episodes a month and if you want early access to those episodes you can support me and the Patreon, mostly me buying toys and nonsense at patreon.com slash where you can get early access to every episode, so that's four episodes a month um, you can also get shout-outs on the podcast for backing at certain tiers as well. So thank you very much to Robert Cathols, James Coop, Thomas, Francisco Limus, EMH Richard, Corey Klass, Chris Wood, Gregory Phillips, Lee Chapman, Stephen, Andy Robertson, Gregory Kroll, Joe Sheedy, and Ryan Winters. Thank you so, so much for backing the podcast and me and all the things I do so far. And I hope you will subscribe to wherever it is you're listening to this, and we will catch you with a different Games Industry guest on the next episode. See you later.